I am not going to preach on this tonight. I was planning on preaching on this tonight. <clears throat> but I am going to I have preached on it for the past two Saturday nights and uh, God put it on my heart and he's going to uh, have me if he tarries his coming and we live come back to it but God has spoken to my heart to preach on something else tonight that deals with the second coming but allow me to read this to you because one of the reasons why God led me I do believe to preach on this powerful passage is because some of you need comfort and some of you need hope. Furthermore then we beseech you brethren and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God so ye would abound more and more for ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus Christ, Christ issues commandments. God issues commandments. Jesus Christ is the Son of God and therefore he is God. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God. I said the other night, uh, not not based upon this passage, but it is based upon the Word of God, that if you hate anybody, you hate God. I don't care if they are monstrous individuals. If you, calling yourself a Christian, hate anybody, you hate God Almighty. You hate Jesus. He therefore that despiseth, 
despiseth not man but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye do it toward all of the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others, that is, lost people, which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus Christ died, Paul took us back to the cross real quick. You believe that? Okay, well, you, you better believe that he's coming back again. Uh, what's all of this crying and boo-hooing and moaning and groaning and complaining about? You, you say that you believe in Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died, for, and, 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 was, uh, and was buried and raised from the dead. You believe that? You're very confident about that, aren't you? Well, believe this. He's coming again. We which are alive, for this we say unto you, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, or which, or rather with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Are you ready for the rapture of the church? Are you born again? Are you saved? Or are you just religious in the church? If you're not saved, stick around, hear the gospel, and get saved tonight. If you are saved, you need to focus more of your attention, for most of you, on the first part of that entire chapter leading up to the rapture how you ought to walk, 
how you ought to live, how you ought to behave yourselves under the Lord. Because if you're living like the devil, I assure you, you're going to hell with the devil. Only the true born-again ones uh, who are committed to Christ based upon his word that says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Many, many in that day will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this in your church? Did we not do this for you and for the poor and the feeble? And the Lord is going to look back at them and say, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Religious, but lost. Religious, but you have hatred in your heart towards other people, even towards God. You hate people so much you hate God. One man said he deconverted from God and being a Christian because God did not comfort him after his divorce. And this is how people treat God and disrespect God and dishonor God. And now that I know I'm not the only one who had the insight that God is so humble, God is so meek, like and uh, as Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was so meek, he was able to pray on the cross naked before the world, and that was enough humiliation for any man stripped naked, beaten beyond recognition. Yet he had enough, yet he had the humility, let me say it that way, the grace and the meekness, and begged God to have mercy on them and forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now that's love for you, and that's not only love for you, that's grace for you, but that's not only grace for you, that's humility for you to take this mess. And not a one of us would have taken it for not for our family, for anybody else. We would have never taken it. We're too wicked. We're too sinful. We're too selfish to take it. So, my beloved, while Jesus Christ in your mind is hanging on the cross, I want you to look to him and believe in him. I want you to trust in him and uh, apologize to him. Confess your sins to him. Say I'm sorry to him. With his help, repent of your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I have told you many times, I say again tonight, God is very interested in your repentance. When Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came, he, he was preaching repentance. Repentance is on the mind of God for you and for me. He's very concerned about that. Not just confessing, not just saying I'm sorry, not just saying I apologize or I feel bad about it. God wants to see 
fruits of repentance, John the Baptist said. When John came, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, not that he was equal to Jesus Christ, he was an advanced man for Jesus Christ. He was telling the people, a greater than uh, I is on the way. Repent. Repent. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Uh, don't just apologize. Repent. Turn from your evil ways. Make the path straight. For the Lord is coming. And there are preachers like me, a few, across the country and around the globe, are in the steed of John the Baptist, telling you that he's coming again. You need to repent. People who claim to be Christians in the church need to repent. Pastors and pastors' wives, so-called church leaders, so-called mothers of the church, so-called trustees of the church, so-called deacons of the church, choir directors, prophetesses, so-called. Self-proclaimed evangelists and self-proclaimed prophets, self-proclaimed prophetesses, whoever you think you are. You need to repent. Get your heart right with God. Get saved first and foremost. Ask God to save your soul. Ask Jesus to help you to repent. Do it now. I don't think I need to go any further. Uh, The simple reading of the word of God and expounding on just a few points. I believe tonight is enough for right now. Allow me to pray for you and then allow me to pray with you. Holy Father God in heaven... I know my voice is heard on high because of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And because by your grace I do not have any sin in my life that I need to confess right now and repent of, even though I am a very sinful man. Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Ghost, those of us who are saved, help each and every one of us to confess our sins and to repent as we pray for lost souls to get saved. Crucify, Lord, our flesh, those of us who are saved. Fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts by your grace. Forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify our flesh and the old man within us. And fill us afresh and anew at this moment with the fullness, the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
that you would open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. Grant me your fresh unction and anointing, energy and strength, and the power of your Holy Spirit just from the reading of that powerful passage on the rapture of the church. Lord, to dying and lost people, open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls and change their lives by the power of your Holy Ghost. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, in light of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that talks about the fact that just like Jesus Christ came the first time, and the first time he came as the humble Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world, he became the incredible sacrificial Passover Lamb of God, not only for the Jews, but for the Gentiles. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in God's sight. He lived a holy life, born of the Virgin Mary. That means no man ever touched Mary before Jesus Christ was born, and according to the scriptures, Joseph did not touch her while she was pregnant with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He lived a holy life. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed. He was baptized by John the Baptist to fulfill all righteousness. He didn't have to be baptized. He did it for you. He set an example. He was so humble, he did it for you. By the way, when you stand before Jesus Christ at the day of judgment, at the great white throne judgment, you will see a king indeed, the king of kings, the prince of peace, but he will be humble. And you can rest assured, the last thing he wants to do in this world is have to have you ordered to go to hell to spend eternity. For God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You will see a humble, meek king, a loving king. The proof of his love will be in his hands while he's sitting on the great white throne judgment. He paid for your sins. But if you're standing at the great white throne judgment, that means you did not believe in him. You rejected him. You loved darkness and evil and sin more than light and righteousness and holiness. And I assure you, because he is a righteous king, a holy king, you will go to hell after he proves to you from your life. For a book similar to the show that we used to watch back in the 70s, This Is Your Life will show up. Everything you ever did wrong, 
the Holy Bible will be there because you rejected it. Your sins will be brought out and known not only to you but others. And you will proceed to the lake of fire. For not only is Jesus Christ the greatest attorney and lawyer of all time, getting all of his clients off the case uh, and out of the trouble that they're in, if they were simply trust in him and believe in him. But he is the one and only perfect judge. The holy judge. And he will not gloat. He will not uh, have anybody to shout about you going to hell to pay for your sins. It will be a solemn occasion. Why? Because of that same king, when he was down here on this dusty earth, that same king of kings and lord of lords said the most loving words ever said in the history of the world, said the most wonderful words ever said, the most magnificent words ever said, Shakespeare can't touch them, Milton can't touch them. No writer has, has ever come close to touching these words. These are the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. Said by none other than the greatest man who ever lived, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 100% God, 100% man. He said, God... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish <clears throat> but have everlasting life. That's what he said. And nobody has, has even come close to the power and beauty and eloquence of those words. And the importance of those words. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, tonight. In light of the rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he is coming back. Paul challenged the Christians. Oh, you say you believe that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins? was buried and rose on the third day, great. Well, believe this, he's coming back. Every time you take communion, you're saying that Jesus Christ not only came, but he's coming. So believe in him. Believe in your heart about what he did when he came the first time so that you can go back with him when he comes the second time. It makes sense. That's one of the things I fell in love with about Christ in the Christian church, uh, Christian, uh, and Christianity. 
It's very logical. Very logical. Stacked up on uh, truth after truth after truth. Here a little, there a little. It makes sense. Our faith is not based upon how we feel or some nebulous thought. Our faith is based upon the solid word of God, Old Testament and New Testament. We, we know in whom we believe. We have no doubt he came. We have no doubt he walked on the water because he made the water. We have no doubt that he healed blind people, deaf people, and dumb people. We have no doubt that on a boat one day he said, Peace, be still. Translation, he told the wind to be quiet and the waves to sit down, and they obeyed him. We have no doubt that when we pray in his name, our prayers are heard on high. It may take a day or two for the prayers to be answered, or a little bit longer sometimes. But we know they have been heard on high. Why? Because we prayed it in his name. I have 100% confidence that if you're saved and you pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your prayers will be answered unless God does not want you to have something right now. We have 100% confidence that Jesus Christ went to the tomb of Lazarus one day. He was already dead, wrapped in mummy-like clothes, and said, Lazarus, come forth. Somebody said that if he had just said come forth, everybody in the world who was dead would have come forth. Why? Because he's God Almighty all by himself. And Lazarus came forth and sat down and ate dinner. The newspapers were there. And so, my dear friends, those of us who believe that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins. We know he's coming back. For those of you who are hearing the gospel for the first time, believe the gospel that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive him as your Savior. Call upon him, for the Bible says, whosoever that word whosoever, there it is again, means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black or white, whore, whoremonger, homosexual, straight, black or white, makes no difference, educated, uneducated, rich or poor, everybody's on level ground at the cross, because you're on level ground when it comes down to sin. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every last one of us. The billionaire Bezos 
and the Papa all on the same level ground before the cross and before God. For God has no respect of persons. He does not practice that. He's not impressed. Any talents, any gifts, any abilities that you have, God gave it to you. What made Bezos great, the founder of the great Amazon.com? Multi-billionaire? God did. He doesn't know it, but God did. Any greatness that you have, God gave it to you because God is the one who created you from nothing. And he has given everybody gifts and talents. Sometimes people don't use them, but God has blessed you with it. Any good that comes out of your life, it comes from God Almighty. It's up to you whether or not you're going to go to the great uh, time we're going to have in heaven. By believing in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ went down, down, down on every level for you. You say, well, preacher, why do you say God is humble and Jesus Christ is humble? Because they condescended down to us in our lower state. Our, and we're nothing. We're beyond nothing. Depraved. Wicked, evil sinners. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ told you and you will be saved tonight. Follow me in the sinner's prayer and get your soul saved from the power of your ugly dark sins and get your soul saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. He will save your soul. He will change your life. Get ready for the uppertaker and pray and hope that you bypass the undertaker. Because Jesus is coming back. And he's going to call us on high for those who are born again and blood washed. Get ready for the second coming of Christ. The rapture of the church. And that, my friend, could happen tonight. Today, therefore, is the day of salvation. Tomorrow's not promise you. You might get killed at the club you're going to tonight. You might get killed at Walmart tonight. That's right, you can walk into Walmart tonight and come out on a stretcher. That's the kind of world you live in. God wants to translate you one day to heaven where you don't have to worry about that anymore. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, 
I humbly admit that I am a wicked, evil, ungodly sinner. I'm the one that crucified you. For I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. Crossing over my conscience that you gave me. Crossing over my instincts that you gave me. Crossing over that gut feeling that I, I knew I was wrong that you gave me. For Jesus Christ's sake, have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and please come into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change my ways and uh, help me to humble myself as you have, as you are rather, and uh, follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, God would not make you. I cannot make you. So this is something you chose to do with the free moral agency that God put in you. We're not robots. God did not make us robots. We're very, very uniquely made in the image of God. So powerful, if you will, within ourselves that we can choose to do good or do bad. We can choose to believe in Christ or, re or reject him. This is why Dr. Billy Graham used to tell people you have a decision to make. It's up to you. God is not going to make you. He, wa he wants you to love him back as he loves you, on your own volition, your own will. I'm not here tonight because God made me preach nearly now, nearly every day for seven years. I'm here because he saved my soul and I want to serve him. I want to obey him. I want to follow him until the day I die. That's how great God's salvation is. That's how good God is. See? 
And so, my dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, receiving him as your Savior, calling upon his name and asking him to save you. Now, to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. If you notice, I'm, 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 I'm trying to focus your attention not on me, but on God, on Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's where the power is. That's where your grace is. That's where your mercy is. That's where your love is. I'm trying to turn you on to Jesus and to God. I'm already turned on to Jesus and to God. Have been so for almost half a century. And I wouldn't trade one minute, even the difficult times, when I am being persecuted by my own family, my own wife, a Judas, and other family members who have the Judas spirit, with much tribulation must we enter into the kingdom of God through trials and troubles and temptations and tests. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that this road is easy. Uh, Eon Majors made it very clear one day in a book that I read a long time ago titled, No Easy Road. The Christian life is not an easy road. I'm not going to tell you a lie that you're going to prosper and be, get rich and live in a mansion. But I will tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever your circumstances, will give you peace that passeth all understanding, joy unspeakable, and contentment unbelievable. I will tell you that, because I've enjoyed that every day of my life since I met the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And he's been the greatest friend I've ever had. Greatest family member I've ever had. Jesus Christ the Lord. You feel lonely? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Obey him and follow him. You'll never feel lonely one day in your life. I guarantee you that. I can't guarantee you a whole lot of money. I cannot guarantee you a big fine house on Pork Chop Hill. I cannot guarantee you a big fine car. But I can guarantee you those three things. Peace that passes of all understanding, joy unspeakable, and contentment unbelievable. So, you have a lot in store for you. Let's get started. Go to Gospelite Society, get my book, free of charge, titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just believed in him. You just entered in yourself. Congratulations. Uh, this little book will give you the next steps you need to take to be the Christian child of God and disciple that God wants you to be and that Jesus Christ wants you to be. 
Also, go to Gospel Light Society Podcast. Just type it into Google. I thank God for my youngest son who is caught up in getting thousands of podcasts. Up, my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel. He's caught up. And uh, we have thousands of podcasts up for you to listen to. At your leisure. Or on purpose. While you're going to work. While you're coming from work. While you're getting ready for work. Press for time for devotions. You can have devotions with us. Almost 50 different subjects. I guarantee you that if you listen to every podcast. You uh, will receive a master's degree. No, we won't be giving you one, but that's the education that I receive, and I'm just passing it on to you, as I believe every preacher ought to do. Those who have had the privilege of going to Bible college and accredited Bible colleges and seminaries especially, I believe that you ought to give it away. That valuable education You give it away, keep your textbooks, and teach directly from the textbooks. That'll help not only the people, it will help you. Because the fast-paced way the college system is set up, you don't get it all while you're there. You're just just, uh, spending some time and listening to lectures that you don't take the notes for. Don't. Don't teach from your notes. Teach from those textbooks that you paid $150 for. Because you didn't read them in college. You know that. The teacher didn't assign them. They just made you buy them. And so, my dear friends, email us on the platform that you're on. You can email me directly. If you don't see an email at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com. And let us know that you got saved tonight so that we can rejoice with you. So that uh, we can pray for you. If you have a prayer request, you have trouble in your marriage, if you don't now, you will. Uh, You have trouble with your adult children. Uh, You are going through a financial reversal and you don't know what to do. You need somebody who knows the word of prayer to pray for you. We have prayed for thousands very successfully. Meaning thousands of answers of prayer have come through for many people. And for some people, every time they have a crisis now, they send in their prayer requests. They, they never, we've, had, we've never had anybody to tell us to stop. And so we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. 